0: My title today is, God is Awakening Kings on Your Behalf. As we've come to the end of a a united fasting and prayer time, I really want to help you heighten your expectation for what God's going to do in your story this year. It's going to be a great year, in Jesus' name. Our text will be from the book of Esther, the sixth chapter, verse one. On that night, the king could not sleep. So one was commanded to bring the book of the records of the chronicles, and they were read before the king. And it was found written that Mordecai had told of Bithona and Teresh, two of the king's eunuchs, who were doorkeepers, who had sought to lay hands on Ahasuerus They wanted to assassinate him. Mordecai found out about it, alerted authorities. They stopped it. The king then said, what honor or dignity has been bestowed on Mordecai for this? And the king's servant said, nothing has been done for him. It's an important point, church. God keeps exact records, and God does not forget. Don't ever believe that something good you've done doesn't have some powerful consequence in your future. What's been done? And so the king said, well, who's in the court? And now Haman, Haman was an evil man, had just entered the outer court of the king's palace to suggest to the king that they hang Mordecai on the gallows he had prepared for him. He had made gallows 75 feet high to hang Mordecai. The king said to him, well, the king's servant said to the king, Haman is here standing in the court. The king said, let him come in. Haman came in, the king asked him, What should be done for the man in whom the king delights to honor? Now Haman thought in his heart, whom would the king delight to honor more than me? And Haman answered and said, for the man in whom the king delights to honor, let a royal robe be brought which the king has worn, and a horse on which the king has ridden, and a royal crest placed on his head. Then let this robe and horse be delivered to the hands of one of the king's most noble princes, that he may array the man in whom the king delights to honor. Then parade him on horseback throughout the city square and proclaim before him, Thus it shall be done to the man in whom the king delights to honor. Then the king said to Haman, Hurry, take the robe and horses as you have suggested, and do so for Mordecai the Jew who sits within the king's gate. Let nothing, leave nothing undone of all you have spoken. So Mordecai did so. Lord, anoint your word, your servant, your people. Show the devil who's boss. Let revelation cleanse our heart from every fog of discouragement and deception. And do miracles in Jesus' name, amen. My first point is the obvious one that I always, I always have fun in my imagination wondering how God kept King Ahasuerus up that night. And I, I picture an angel, you know, tickling him or playing a tambourine in his ear or doing something. something. He could not, it was divine insomnia. He was, God would not let him go to bed until he blessed Mordecai. First point, God hasn't forgotten about you. He hasn't forgotten about your life's so obedience, prayers, faith, and sacrifices. It's so essential. Because there's almost always a lag time, a waiting time between the initiation of prayer or an act of faith, a sacrificial moment of obedience, and then a consequence. And even in this 21-day fast, you may have not seen instant deliverance, instant breakthrough, an instant restoration in your family, whatever you're believing for. But that doesn't mean it's not going to happen. So there comes a moment. So So picture this. There's a heavenly calendar, and there's certain days circled on it. And your job and my job is just to get to those days, to not quit before now and then. Be not deceived. Whatever man sows, Galatians 6 says, he'll reap. Let us not grow weary in well-doing, doing good, for in due season, the circled day, the appointed day, we will reap if we do not faint. And I just want to tell you, often discouragement is the greatest when is the closest. Don't give up and don't believe that things you've done honorably or in prayer or in obedience have had no consequence. That's a lie. Hebrews chapter 10 says, God... Chapter 6 says, God is not unjust to forget your labor of love in that you've laid down your life for the church. And so God keeps track. If you bless God's family, God's going to bless you. What you make happen for others, God will eventually make happen for you. It's a spiritual point. And when you pray, things change. Prayer changes the world. And so your prayers have changed things. And so there will come a time when God will wake up a king and said, okay, you got to do this. A person of influence. This king was not godly. But God bent him to his will. God made an ungodly king fulfill a godly purpose. Never think just, well, well I, I just need more godly people. You know, we, 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 if only we had, you know, perfect people in government. God can bend any political figure, government figure, any business leader, God can bend them to his will. Don't ever think the will of God can't be fulfilled because the wrong people are in the place of rulership. Come on, it's important to vote. But your prayer is more powerful than your vote. Now, but vote. Good citizens, good Christians vote. I'm not a... Of course, we participate in a democratic republic by voting, but never stop there. Goodness, your prayer is more powerful, okay? It's so a a, a really important point. This is your harvest season for the seeds of prayer, faith, and obedience that you've been sowing for years. The Bible says in Philippians chapter 1 and verse 6, I'm confident of this very thing that he, Jesus, who has begun a good work in you will also finish it, bring it to full completion. He's a good finisher. Hebrews chapter 12 says, looking unto Jesus, who is he? The author and the finisher of our faith. Why do we look to him? Lest you become discouraged. Lest the contradictions of life discourage you. And the Bible says Christ endured the greatest contradiction that ever happened on this planet. And he didn't give up, and he empowers you to not give up. I want to prophesy this is a breakthrough year for you, your family, your business, your marriage, your health, your children. I want to prophesy the best is yet to come. I want to tell you, God will wake up kings. Mary and I, through the years, have had people that do not like us bless us. And twice they said this, I don't know why I'm doing this except God's making me. And I said, thank you. Thank you. Haven't we, honey? And it's, it's, kind of, it's kind of, you know, cute, but I knew God had an intention, a purpose, a design, and he was using people to fulfill. Point number two, the devil is an evil manipulative bully who works tirelessly to steal our joy, weaken our faith, and fill us with fear. But God is about to take the weapon the enemy has tried to use against you and make it work for your good. So there are certain things that antichrist spirit wages war against people of God. And so people that are filled with the spirit of the world will have often an animus against Christians for no reason. But it's really because the Holy Spirit in you irritates the demon spirit in them. So that's going on. And so one of the signs, um, you know, so Haman hated Mordecai because he wouldn't bow to him. Mordecai saw who he really was. And Haman got so mad, he said, I'm going to kill Mordecai. I'm going to kill every Jew, hundreds of thousands of them in, the, in Babylon. So he was planning a genocide. And the king then gave him his signet ring. For a brief period of time, Haman had authority to accomplish a demonic assignment. And you know what changed things? When everybody started praying. Mordecai covered himself in sackcloth and ashes and, tell, and told all the hundreds of thousands of Jews to call upon God. While they're praying, God's changing the heart of the king. Come on. You keep praying and watch God change hearts. But Haman is filled with a murderous spirit, anti-Semite spirit. And he's wanting to kill all the Jews. And he is prospering for a brief window it created. The Bible says the whole city was in confusion when he rose up in importance. But I just want to say a couple things. No weapon. <clears throat> I've never ter- told this story publicly. I was in a judge's chambers, my lawyers, some other people's lawyers, and it was all a frivolous thing, but it was intense, and the judge in that a. Ch- I- a judge in this state started cussing me out and screaming at me in front of four lawyers. I'd never met him. His animus against Christianity, he finally found one, and he unleashed hell. I had to sit there for 20 minutes and just be cussed at. At the end of it, it was like he came out of his demonic stupor. I go, oh, my God, I have to recuse myself. He recused himself. The next judge the next day just dismissed the suit. Now, here's my point. When people mess with you, they're poking God in the eyeball, and they started to fight not with you, but with God. Forgive the people and let God fight for you in that cause. Come on. No weapon formed against you will prosper. No weapon formed against you will prosper. Every tongue that's risen against you in judgment, you shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. Their righteousness is of me. God says, I need you to start breaking some curses. I need you to take your authority and tell the devil, no, you can't have my family, my kids, my marriage, my health, my business. You can't have nothing, 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 nothing Back off. You can't have, you, you, you're a liar. Jesus said, I give you authority. Over scorpions and snakes and devils. Over all the works of the devil. You'll tread upon them. You'll stomp them. I feel so manly when my wife screams, ah, scorpion. I'm here, honey. Now, if I have my slippers on, I usually, let me put on some real shoes in case something happens. In case it jumps up and bites my leg. But I'd love to... Kill the scorpion. You're welcome, honey. (laughs) Every now and then she lets me uh, be manly. Now here's my point. Gets your devil stomping boots on. And do not believe what the enemy has initiated, he has authority to bring to completion. Uh, Doesn't matter what it is. We sat in a doctor's office and he told me I was dying. When was that, 21 years ago? Uh, What did I say? I said, I'm not going to die. I said, I shall not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord. Psalm 118 verse 17, I said right back to him. Now, that doctor was a good man just reading a medical report, but I had a higher report, a superior report. And I said, "Mm, excuse me, sir, I shall not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord. Romans 8, 28, Paul said this. After the previous three verses talk about interceding through the Holy Spirit. But he says this, we know. See, See, the quality of your experience is determined by what you truly believe and know. So instead of praying for everything to be perfect, when you know things are going to be better, when they're not, you have peace in the storm. We know that all things, someone shout all things. all things good, bad, ugly things, beautiful things, demonic things, all things work together. It's the Greek word synergia. We get the word synergy. They collaborate together for the good of them who love God called by his purpose. Now, I say this all around the world, and I'll say it again if it's not good yet, it only means God's not done yet. So I became clinically depressed because I stopped having hope that things would be good 30 years ago. Well, I was wrong, and God had to bring me out of a wrong belief, never accept the temporary as permanent. You can't help that it happened, but you can certainly help what God does with your life throughout the end of the rest of your life, okay? Okay. Third point, Jesus is looking for a bride to be his full partner in fulfilling the will of the Father of the earth. Let me say it like this. Jesus is looking for a bride, not a mindless slave girl. So, so if you're not married yet, what's really fun about marriage, I want to be an advocate for marriage. Okay. Marriage is awesome. Marriage is wonderful. Marriage will help you men get holy. <laughs> my, so my wife buried a slob. Now, I, now I'm kind of semi-neat. Twice this week, I straightened up my hotel room before I left. Come on, that's a lot for a man. That's a, uh, <clears throat> well, I've been trained for 45 years by Mrs. Cleaner herself right there. And yeah, so marriage is a wonderful thing, a God ordained thing and, and and no no healthy man wants a woman who's not a full partner. It's a partnership. And and it's so fun what it is. We share a life together. We make decisions together. We we enjoy Beautiful things together. We battle tough things together. And when you're together, and so Jesus is looking for his bride to mature. Chapter 8 of Esther. Here's what happens. In this chapter, king, the king, hang. first of all, Haman got hung on his own gallows. That's the ultimate power of God. And then God gave Haman's wealth and house to Mordecai. And then God gave, excuse me, the king gave his signet ring to Mordecai. Now, what happened, I'll just tell you the story. So Mordecai and Esther came to the king and said, she said this statement, if I found favor, that's what she said when she would approach the king, because you weren't allowed to approach him uninvited. She did it all the time because she knew he loved her. And so she said that statement, if I found favor. And she said, thank you for taking care of Haman, but even though he's dead, his letters live on. And he wrote letters to every providence, 120, some whatever, across this massive empire that on a certain day, for people to rise up and kill all the Jews and take their houses, possessions, and steal them. And she said, you have to write a new letter to countermand that bad decree. And the king looked at her like, What are you talking about? I gave you my signet ring. And he said, You write the letter. You write the decree. And you seal it with my seal. For whatever is written in the king's parchment and sealed by the king's seal is law in the land. He said, Honey, don't you know me by now? See, he said twice to her when she approached him. I'll give you anything up to half my kingdom. Now, that was just a way of saying, I love you so much, there's no request I won't give you. His heart was so open to her. And so now she's asking appropriately to counter man, to stop the devil's activity through Haman. So he's dead, but his weapons live on, his words. So the king said, Okay, I'm going to teach you how to be my bride. Do it yourself. Here's what our our bridegroom said to us. Here's he said, I'm leaving, but I'm leaving you my name and my spirit. If you ask anything in my name, the Father will give it to you. And the works that I do, you will do. And greater works than these will you do, because I ascend to my Father. Now, here's one of my most favorite scriptures in John 15, verse 7. He said, if you abide in me, worship prayer, and my words abide in you, meditation on God's word, then you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done to you. What happens when God's word and God's spirit live in me, it creates kingdom desires in me. And so I'm not a blank slate. I'm filled with godly desire. Hmm. Well, I'm not asking God for anything. That's because you have an orphan heart. But kingly hearts say, I want my city saved. I want my family saved. I want the wealth of the wicked so I can fulfill God's purpose. I want to see America have a great awakening. Kingly hearts pray in accord with heavenly design because desires awaken. And those desires are indications of God's will for your life. And so Jesus said, Put my word in you and and my spirit in you, and desires will rise up. And then when you decree them, the, the, the word shall be done is one Greek word, geomony. Geomony means to create something out of nothing. Too much for you. You want a better world, do some gen- gen- genomine. in, do some decreeing. Put my word in you, put my spirit in you, and then watch what erupts out of you. You'll decree the will of God, you'll pray the will of God. Come on. You'll pray the will of God, and you'll then be my full bride. Look at her go. Go, girl. Jesus He's coming back for a glorious church without spot or wrinkle or any such thing. In the Bible, so we, I think sometimes we, we get lost with the word glory, of course the glory is the manifested presence of God. But when something becomes glorious, it simply means this, it's fulfilling its heavenly design. Everything that does what it was created to do brings God glory. God breathes in glory from the sun because it's shining. He made it to shine. God breathes in this morning, the moon was still up. He breathes in glory from the moon. It doesn't create light, it reflects light, but it was made to do that. He breathes in glory from the flower when it blossoms, from the bird when it soars, from the fish when it's swimming. And He breathes in glory from the church when we take the authority of Jesus. And expand the kingdom of God in the earth. And we start saying things like, you can't help my family. Phoenix will be saved. My body will be healed. My marriage will be blessed. My business will be prosperous. When we we start saying things in accord with heaven. See, there are many things you're asking God to do. He's already empowered you to do through his spirit, his word, his anointing. And the Lord wants us to share that partnership. I, I I know what it's like to feel like I'm so controlled. Well, I'm just waiting for the Lord to show me today, setting closet, what, I, what He wants me to wear today. I'm like, pick something. <laughs> He'll like what you pick. He wants you to have a mind. He wants you to have desire. He wants you to pray things and declare things. He loves it when you co-create with Him. <laughs> you, I got 20% of you, come on. Yeah. Esther, type of the church, Mordecai, type of the Holy Spirit, his name means little man, beautiful. Now they're talking together. What should we write? I'm going to see them going over every line. We're going to undo everything human ever did. There's a list of things in your family God wants to undo. And he wants you to write a new letter. He wants you to write a new decree. He wants you to write a new prayer. Going go over each one. Nope, nope, that's going to stop. That's going to end. That curse is ending with me. And, and, and you be the curse breaker that changes everything. The next chapter says this. The next chapter says this. And on the same day when they thought they would kill all the Jews, the opposite happened. And the Jews overpowered their enemies, destroyed them, and then took their possessions. What the devil meant for evil, God turned for good. Because people prayed, Esther obeyed, and look what God did. Thank you for listening to me today. Would you please stand to your feet? I just want to say in closing, God, I thank you for awakening kings, people of influence, men and women of influence that are assigned to release, provision, favor, blessing, deliverance, and, f- and favor to this church. Elbow someone and say, God's awakening your king. Just tell them that he's awakening. Somebody that may not even know much about you or not even like you, God's going to keep them awake until they do it. It's pretty cool. <laughs> Pretty cool. Prayer team, if you please join me down front. Prayer team, Lord, we love you. We praise you. You take what the enemy meant for evil, and you turn it for good. Pastor Moses, please help me turn this song for good. You turn the enemy meant for evil, and you turn it for good. You turn it for good. Come on, Declare, this is Ah, Come on. You You turn what the enemy meant for evil. Turn it for good. And you turn it for good. Come on. You turn it for good. Things are turning. Things are changing. Kings are awakening. You take what the enemy meant for evil. And you turn it for good. You turn it for good. Thank you, Jesus. Listen, we're a house of prayer, a house of miracles, a house of healing. If you did prayer today, we are here for you. We love you. We're your family. We'd be honored to pray for you. If you've never given your heart to Christ and received from him the grace that he died to give us, the forgiveness of our sins, the adoption to his family, the gift of righteousness, man, we'd be so Triple honored to pray with you. If you've been away from God, make today Homecoming Sunday. If you need a healing in your body or mind, want prayer, we're here to stand with you and pray. If you want prayer for those or some other reason, come forward. Let us pray for you. Church, just for 60 seconds longer, keep worshiping God with me. You take with the enemy meant for Turn it for good. You turn it for